0: Hello, fellow nerds, and welcome to our nerdiest thing. Today, we have a special guest, Kaya Carrington Russell. With a recognizable style of kick ass heroines, fast paced action, and romance that dances from light to dark, she's been pronounced the new up and coming author to look out for, and her writing style that's referred to as hauntingly beautiful. Kaya's books have been recognized on multiple bestseller lists, most notably her Token Huntress and My Escort, now known as New York Knights series for which she's won numerous awards and notable reviews, including Reader's Favorite, Five Star Reviews for Token Hundreds and The Shadow Minds Journal. She has a firm belief in giving back to the writing community, sharing knowledge, promotions, and opportunities that might help other authors reach their readers, including running her own YouTube channel, Bound by Books, where she interviews fellow authors and other industry professionals. In her home country of Australia, she takes her cavoodle, Sia, along morning walks on beautiful coastline beaches, building worlds in the sea breezes and contemplating where she'll go next. Welcome to the podcast, Kaya.
1: Thank you. Wow. That
0: makes me sound like really cool. (laughs) (laughs) You are really cool. (laughs) Well, uh, it might be hard to follow an intro like that, but tell us a little bit more about yourself, Kaya. Oh my gosh.
1: I don't know how to follow that. No, I'm kidding, kidding. Um, Yeah, so obviously I'm a bit of a nerd, and if you can't tell by the accent, I'm also Aussie, um, which we love, so it's in the morning here, but yeah. What time is
2: it for you right now?
1: 8 o'clock. What time is it for you guys?
2: It's like 6 p.m., so we don't drink in the morning. like.
3: We're sitting here drinking wine. We don't know, (laughs) but
2: have you seen the thing where people would like the joke where they'll tape tea bags right here and then like there's actually wine in their cup. So when they're on like a Zoom call, they can just drink their tea out of their cup and it's actually booze.
1: How dare you out me like that? How did you
2: (laughs) (laughs) We knew we were kindred spirits with you?
1: (laughs) We recognized it straight away. I love it. Um, but yeah, so I, obviously I love writing. Um, I'm also a big traveler. So prior to COVID, um, I was kind of known as a traveling author, which is really kind of cool. I didn't realize I was doing that. Um, but I would always do videos when I was traveling. So I would always check out with just checking in that I'm happy and that I'm safe. And that was just so family and friends knew that life was good. I'm safe. And then I remember being at a signing and I was in an elevator with somebody and they were like, you're that traveling author, aren't you? And I was like. my gosh, that's what I'm known as now. So I love that. And yeah, and I love food beyond measure. So that's that sums me up in a nutshell. Coffee, travel, food. I'm set.
2: Okay. Have you been to the States?
1: Yeah, quite a few times. And I am coming in a month's time. Actually, I'll be over there for another four weeks.
2: Oh, that's great. And we'll see you at Imaginarium Book Festival.
1: I know. I'm so excited. Are you guys going? Yeah, Yeah, we'll
2: actually be moderating the panels the weekend oh. and then we'll set up a table and stuff. So we'll come say hi to you in person.
1: Yeah, that'd be so cool.
2: Yeah, we're really excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be really, really fun. So what's the best place you've traveled?
1: See, I mm, that's so hard. My favorite place in the world is Central Park, New York. I just mm, love it. And beautiful. I think it's oh, it's so magical. There's so much in there. And I get so distracted by the squirrels. We don't have those in Australia, so the novelty is real every time.
2: Well, we don't have spiders this big here. so
1: (laughs) That is is not a novelty for me. I'm not a fan of spiders. Um, But I did live in Edinburgh in Scotland for just under two years before COVID. So that is probably my favorite city in the world. It's just so magical. So yeah, Edinburgh.
2: I went there last year and I kind of wish I had like just gotten off the beaten track a little bit more I was with a group of friends and I prefer to travel by myself for that reason because I'd be like I'm just gonna go look over here for a few minutes like you know what I mean and so um yeah I would love to go back and just like walk down the alleyways and maybe go on a ghost tour or something like that
1: you have to it's so good and even next time maybe do the highlands and stuff because that oh yeah magical although I made the mistake I was the first time I did the highlands I went out on a pub crawl the night before um <laughs> it did not end well for me it was very humiliating because I also get motion sickness and I sat at the back of the bus so oh, no. um, yeah this is like confession time I humiliated my <laughs> th- and I was sitting there thinking I'm a full-grown adult and I have just Vomited on a bus, and this is disgusting. And then it was a couple of days later because I was like, "Oh, it's motion sickness." And a few days later, you become friends with people, and they're like, "Yeah, we all know that it wasn't motion sickness because you staggered up to the bus,
3: you were still drunk." <laughs> no, okay, I thought fine. I
1: so
2: we have legit had conversations about what authors might be willing to go out and drink with us after <laughs> the days at Imaginarium. So I think we're going to like at 5 p.m. just come find you
0: every night and be like, okay, where are we going? Find a delicious restaurant with really good food.
1: <laughs> yes, pay me in. I will be there. If you start up with food, you got me all night.
2: All right. That sounds great. So tell us a little bit about uh, how you came to be an author and how long you've been crafting stories. What got you into writing?
1: So honestly, I was I was young. I was about 15. I was a very angsty teenager. I'm sure most of us were. I had the fringe. I was like, you know, the emo emo style, I think they used to call it. <laughs> but I and I started writing because I was expressing myself creatively. But I think a huge part of it was I really got into Cassandra Clare series. Um and mm-hmm. I just loved it. And I love being in that young adult world and having that girl going through um. This different world and figuring ourselves out and so at the time we my family our, our family home had burnt down so we lost everything and it was like it was a really interesting time being at 15 and just going through that experience and then I found in the way of writing and reading these books you almost like you know what I'm gonna give it a go and so I did, and I just loved it. I was so obsessive with it. So instead of like hanging out with friends after school, I was like a little nerd and I'd like be running back home and I'd be writing on a computer and a laptop. And then by the time I was in my final grade in high school, I was like, right, I will be the next JK Rowling. And I had all the stars in the in my eyes and realised very quickly that it wasn't that easy in the industry. But <laughs> and then when I got all those rejections from agents and such, which is fine because the first draft was horrific, let's be honest, Um <laughs> I yeah I think I published my first one when I was about 21 so on April oh, that's awesome. 15th it'll be my nine-year anniversary actually publishing anniversary but um, I just haven't looked back it has ultimately shaped me as who I am as a woman but also I just like I could not get enough of all these worlds that kept coming in I was like I need to share this I need to do this oh my god this is really cool like I'm a reader too. So I write the things that I like to read. And it's just really cool to explore all of that and discover what needs to be figured out in the story. So yeah, I've never looked back.
2: But that is so cool. I love to hear that. What an interesting journey. And I love Cassandra Clare. And I um, actually, uh, the, the kind of offshoot Shadowhunter series that she has, like Dark Artifices, is that what it's called? I forget what it's called, but I started it in audio this week. And quite frankly, I was like, I need to be in the mood for YA and this does not have any smut in it. (laughs) So I'm going to come back to it. And I started, uh, I went back to um, Carissa Weeks is also going to be at Imaginarium and I'm reading one of her series right now and it's got some good smut. So I I decided to turn to that and I'll go back. I think maybe I'll read uh, Cassandra's books in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, so speaking of books, tell us a little bit about your token huntress in your
1: New York Knights series. So once I was no longer a teenager, I also turned to smart.
2: <laughs> we all do. We,
1: you know, we take the baby steps and we're like, "That's nice," but like, let's bring in some more action, shall we? Right. So well, this is the way. Um, this is the way. Now this is the uh, I am woman. Hear me roar. So we uh, when I was yeah. Token Huntress was an interesting one because a lot of my um, books they come to me like in dreams, and then I'll just like daydream for a couple of days, whatever it may be, thinking, okay, so, and it might be a small snippet or a small scene. I'm like, what is what is happening between these characters? What is this world that they're in? And Token Huntress was really left field because I was I loved the Twilight. Um, I was a teenager. I was all about well, it. But... We all did. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that that shame pleasure mixture. But I had promised that I would never write a vampire book because I was like, there was so much of it. It was so saturated when it came out. And now I realize, obviously, that's trends. But at the time, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. It's been there. It's done that. And then when I had this dream, I was like, oh, shit, this is a vampire book. Oh, sorry. Am I allowed to swear on here? Um, oh, yes. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. You haven't heard our
2: podcast. This should, yet. Be called, <laughs> this should be called our sweariest, nerdiest thing podcast. Our cussiest yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 We swear all the time, please. I actually Australian. looked you up to make sure to make sure you weren't young adult because there is someone we're interviewing that she does like to stay very young adult and I was like I need to make sure this isn't this person because if I say dick or fuck I don't want her to get upset.
1: <laughs> I think my disclaimer was I'm Australian so you know you're pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, so Token Huntress is basically a dystopian. So it's based in 2300. So in the early two, I think it was 2010, um, vampires made their appearance. They wanted to build a treaty basically with humans, and in humanity's ignorance, they were like, "Actually, let's try and get rid of them." Didn't happen. We went into war, and then this is 300 years later, where you have what's called hunter guilds. So they were humans that were ultimately altered. to sort of match vampires. So when they turn, they have fluorescent-coloured eyes. When they turn 18, they each have an individual gift and are specialised in certain things, whereas Esmore, our main huntress, she, her eyes go dull when she turns 18. So there's something already um, wrong with her, but she's the fastest, she's the strongest, and she's a token. So it means that she actually runs a small team, although even though she's young. And then you obviously have the... You know, like your vampire councils who are still trying to take what's left of the hunt out uh, of the humans and then you have human camp so it was very much themed in think of like that eeriness of the walking dead which I hate by the way because it terrifies me but it that, terrifies
2: me too it it's does
1: so I'm not, it not is, into it so it's not standard it's my biggest no-go um but it was very much that eeriness around because you have sabers so they're vampires who lose their humanity and then they just eat and devour and so It's really it was a really interesting mix and I really enjoyed creating this world. And then I thought it would be a three book series. It ended up being a six book series. But then you have Chase, who is your main male lead. He's a vampire. And as soon as he sees Esmore, he realizes they're familiars, which is basically faded mates. Right. And then when they do ultimately get together, no matter what familiar, they share each other's gifts. So it's really, and then he ends up, she almost ends up dying and um, a big, like, she's very self-sacrificing for a team and a big blast and explosion. So he takes her back to the vampire council, basically, as he he kidnaps her, but he's also looking after her. And so she takes this opportunity to explore the council that they've been trying to discover on Earth for a really long time. And then, you know, all the good stuff comes out. And so what I when love- When you say that- good stuff, do you mean Smut. <laughs> of course
2: okay, great, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, the good, know, stuff, like the, the, the good stuff like implies
3: out of his pants uh, right like. know,
1: <laughs> there are so many scenes that I wrote with this and I was like like you know what immortals just can do it so much better in so many ways and I'm like that's not really possible but I love it so yes I enjoyed writing these books very much and especially because the main characters are very different like Esma's very cold she's very steely she can't show emotion whereas trace is very goofy and out there but also very kick-ass when he has to be so but yeah love those two anyway i feel like as soon as you ask somebody about their books they just ramble so i definitely do that's why
2: we're here (laughs) we want to hear all about it
1: (laughs) like i'll tell you everything that happens but what i love about um as Moore's character too is like she was really the first anti-hero I wrote so everything that she justifies and does there's like it's it's the good and the bad it was the first time I really started blurring lines with the character and I loved it because there's a lot of action there's a lot of fighting she can't control what she has inside of her and things like that and I was like oh I have a taste for this gritty dark side I really <laughs> like this Um, And then you have New York Nights. So it was originally um, written as my escort, which is exactly how it sounds. You have um, Clover. She's a really terrible boss. Um, And then she's always trying to just make her feel like crap. And I feel like a lot of women have had that experience in a work environment Mm. where you've always had somebody like talking down to them. But when you're in a rut, you just kind of put up with it. And that was where Clover was at. And so when she decides to bite back a little, she hires a male escort for the night um, and invites him to a masquerade ball. And then this is when you meet Damon. And so you have mystery behind who he really is. And the two kind of just keep meeting and then they go into this like fake dating relationship where obviously you know it kind of starts to blur a bit but they learn a lot of each other in the process too so that was my first step into contemporary romance and then recently I have republished it it used to be a three book series and then I recently republished it so um Damon and Clover is the first book and then the second book is on another main character and then the third one as well and I've kind of enjoyed that writing style so a little bit more as well because I think it just needed to be remodeled. I wrote the first one in two thousand and fifteen, so it was really fun to revisit it and mm-hmm. shape their relationship a little bit sharper because my my writings have come a lot better too over the years. So,
2: sure. And you just said all my favorite things: kidnapping, <laughs> faded mates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fake dating. Yes. I'm I'm hoping there was like one bed somewhere. Uh, oh, you know. Know. <laughs>
1: yes, there is. There is an, if you can, yes, okay, I'm in like, both. Check, check, check,
2: check, check, check. Yeah. <laughs> <is> right
1: now, both <laughs> because in Esmo, she uh, she wakes up in his bed, and then in the uh, which one is it? The second one, the second one in New York Nights and Sotney and Alex's. There's a um, yeah one bed situation. I'm just like <laughs>
3: delicious. I love I love <laughs> these types too. So I love writing them. <laughs> I love how passionate you are when you're talking about your your stories. What do you think? What would you say your favorite types of stories to write are? And then conversely, what are your favorite kinds of stories to read? I
1: love writing the dark gritty anti-hero and that'll even in a couple of my other books like the Shadow Minds Journal I have a similar um, style and I really like seeing how far I can push that and I just like writing a kick-ass woman like who doesn't love that but I love creating them as physically strong they're physically capable but they have issues around vulnerability and I feel like that is really what drives a character is that emotional response So I really like drawing that out of them and I just love that she can, like, be like, you know what? If I want to kill this village today, I'll do it because she can. <laughs> Why not? But I do love the smut as well because, you know, we're we're all adults here. Like, it's it's fun to write. It's fun to see how different relationships and characters work. There has been many times where I've written characters and then they finally got together and I'm like, I didn't think you would be like this together. This is wonderful. <laughs> um, it's really fun to explore that side of it as well and to be honest I like reading the same kind of stuff like I I love that action-packed fantasy but with smart it's probably one of the first things I'll ask and they'll be like yeah it's a really good plot line I'm like awesome but like what's the romance level in it because you know we got to consider that too. So I, I think I write what I read and I will read contemporary romance as well. So I've been exploring recently the darker romance and that. I like it. I don't mind it. Um, sometimes for me, I'm like, oh, I, I don't know how I feel about that one. So I don't know <laughs> if that is necessarily um, for me every time. I don't
2: know if either of you have read anything with this in it. Um, but I feel like the big thing right now in dark romance is gunplay and knife play. And for me, that does not really do it for me. I I struggle with it because like those have always been seen as weapon, you know, weapons, right? And um, there was one little gunplay scene where I was like, all right, like I could if I pretend this is something else, I'm kind of <laughs> cool with it. But I like dark romance, but I that's for me specifically where I kind of am like, oh, you just killed my erection. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> what gets it too dark for you?
1: I would say yeah, along that. The same thing. Like I, I'm like, uh, I. I guess I can't take away from reality in that situation. Like if it's right. fantasy, I'm, I'm fine. Like do whatever you got to do. You've got tails involved. You've got this. You've got that. <laughs> put in. I'm down for it. But as soon as it is more in a contemporary sort of situation or a relatable situation, mm-hmm. I think. Mm, Nope.
3: That's just <laughs> right. yeah. kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So we talk a lot on this podcast about our nerdy hobbies and fandoms that we love and stuff. So what kind of fandoms or which fandoms are you a part of or what other nerdy things do you like to be involved with?
1: So I'm like a closet manga and anime girl, but it's not I just wait for my people and then tell them. They'll be like, oh, this <laughs> is my, I'll be like Cool. So have you watched this series? And I don't know, I I love, I think a lot of my writing actually came from when I was a teenager, I started watching anime around the same time. And there's just so much fantasy. And I love the styles that it has, because it really um, expresses character development as well in a very obvious way. So I think that probably helped me as a writer when I was younger. Um but yeah, I love it. Like whether you call it like adult cartoons, I don't care. I love it, and um, <laughs> I'm totally into. At the moment, I'm into The Shadow and Bones. I love that. Like oh, Libba, yeah. she is my favorite author ever. Love her to bit. So I think it was last weekend. I just binge watched season two. So I'm totally a part of that. Um, and a lot of the the big ones, you know, Cassandra Clare. I loved when that came out. I remember signing at a um. We have what's called. Uh, what is it called? It's basically like a, um anime manga convention here. It's called Supernova in Australia. And I remember that year I was signing and you can dress up. Yes, I dressed up, I cosplayed. But everyone was dressing up with all the tattoos and the marks and everything. And I thought, this is what it's about. This is what everyone wants from their worlds. They want where it just blends that fantasy with reality. And people want to be those characters and they're dressing up. So I was totally on board for that as well.
0: That's awesome. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that makes it a lot of fun with other people, right? Not just you reading what you like to read, but other people too. That's awesome. 100%. So now we're gonna do what we call our nerdy and dirty speed round. I'm gonna give you several prompts and I want you to just answer as quick as you can, whatever the first thing that pops into your head. <laughs> there's, there's, oh no, there's no right or wrong answer. Um, and I think these might be a little easier than maybe you're expecting. So favorite cocktail oh porn star martini Ooh.
1: F- uh, not just because of the name it is delicious
0: <laughs> favorite fandom
1: at the moment i'm gonna have to go shadow and bones six of crows beautiful
0: mm-hmm. most binge worthy tv
1: shadow and bones at the moment sorry
0: it is good guilty pleasure
1: oh coffee food and naps. I love naps. <laughs> Those
0: are all fantastic choices. All my love languages. <laughs> <laughs> A book character that you would get nerdy and dirty with? Oh,
1: probably. Okay, I love Reese from Sarah J. Messes, mm-hmm. like, delicious, mm-hmm. but... Oh, I've forgotten the name now. It's Cassian, the his second.
0: Cassian, yeah. 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 Cassian, I, I, that is I, the correct answer. Good job. I'm into
1: that.
0: <laughs> I like Cassian too. Uh, team Edward or Team Jacob?
1: Do you know it's interesting? I never actually thought about this as a teenager. So I have to think long and hard, but I actually think I'm gonna go team Edward. One, I don't know, it's a broodiness. I'm into it. Two. I think I would be left alone more if I was dating Edward than like I would still get to do my good point. He'd
2: let you read your book, wouldn't he? Yeah, <laughs> be
1: all your face. Let oh, me do my I thing. I'll call you when I need you. And <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. But and also, I don't know, the the thought of it, the opportunity of immortality, I think any fantasy writers more. You know, maybe that'd be cool. Who knows? <laughs>
0: Um, who is your book, a boyfriend or bestie? Oh,
1: yeah, I'll go with Cassian again.
0: Again, correct answer. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is your book, a girlfriend or bestie?
1: I love Nina from Six of Crows. She oh, yeah, is. Oh, yeah, she's awesome.
0: Yeah, she's really great. Um, smut or plot?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is half. Gene. Awesome.
1: My actually, my first would probably be plot, but like very finely because it also needs to have smart. Because I get very bored if there's no relationship build up or tension. Mm -hmm. Maybe it is smart. Smart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why can't it just be both? (laughs) It has Uh, to be both. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. Favorite childhood book. See, I have I have a really bad memory, so I can't remember what I read as a kid.
1: But my first, um, like the first books I remember reading and loving were um, Kristen Cashore. She wrote the Graceland series, first introduced mm-hmm. me to Kick-Ass heroines, and then, of course, City of Bones. Loved that book.
0: Yeah, yeah, those are good, good choices. Uh, favorite cereal? Oh, probably
1: Nutrigrain. Do you guys
0: have Nutrigrain? We do. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, Nutrigrain.
2: Everybody yeah. says healthy things when we I answer them. I'm like, lucky charms. <laughs> I'm, like,
3: I'm all pretty pebbles over here.
2: <laughs> okay, so same rules as nerdy and dirty speed round, but we're going to do hot or not. And if you don't know, there some of them are um, situational. Some of them are celebrities. So if you don't know the celebrity, just say pass. And that's totally cool. Okay, number one, Pedro Pascal. Thank if God, not- finally, someone. <laughs>
3: I'm like, Wait, if they, you have a personality? Like, this is an funny.
2: ongoing uh, debate in our group because you know he's like the daddy of book talk right now, and <laughs> yes. Whitney thinks he is so hot, and me and Mindy are like, mm, I don't know about that.
1: If he's funny, it could get me over the line.
2: He's cute. He, he is cute. He is funny. Yeah. Okay, I, Miley Cyrus.
1: Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> Tessa Thompson. <laughs> Who does Jessica
2: Thompson play? She, um, Tessa Thompson's in the Avengers. What is her character's name, y'all? She's in
0: the Thor movies, the Valkyrie.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Paul Rudd. Yeah. He's cute. (laughs) Not hot.
2: Yeah. Um, touch her and die tropes. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. 100%.
2: Sebastian Stan. Hmm. I'm trying to think.
0: Who does he play? He's also in the <laughs> He's Avengers. He's the Winter Soldier, the Captain America's.
2: Friend. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Jensen
0: Ackles. This I'm so bad
2: with names. No, it's okay. He's in Supernatural. He plays Dean.
1: Oh yes, yes, yes. Is it which brother?
0: I'll take both. Uh, <laughs> the older brother. Yeah. Oh, oh, even better.
1: So here's what we
2: tell everyone every episode: is that we have our show notes taped to a, a, a like cardboard cutout of him, like a life size one. <laughs>
1: That's right here.
2: So we like it a lot. um Okay, small town romance.
1: Yeah, them they're cute.
2: They're cute. Uh, ben Barnes who plays the Darkling on Shadow and Bone.
1: One hundred percent.
2: Okay, I do have to have an so awesome high. question: Mal okay. or the Darkling?
1: The Darkling. Mal. Oh God, I know. Oh, yes. God. Like, in, in regards to character development, he's fantastic, but also
2: he's such a whiny bitch i can't (laughs) handle it oh my gosh okay um timothy chalamet he's in dune and uh what else was he in Uh, pretty or little women
0: he was in little women and call me he's
1: he's an acquired taste isn't he you know if he if he was like standing in a quarter corner and i'm just like what is this guy about i think i could be attracted to it but if he like was a really nice guy i'd probably like "Mm, friend zone (laughs)
3: Okay, has to have a little bit of mystery. Yeah, yeah, has
2: to have mystery. Okay, so hot or not? Someone being sweaty after they work out.
1: Do they stink? Like, if they don't stink, then it's hot. But if there's a smell coming, it's not.
2: I don't know. You pick.
1: (laughs) I smell. Okay,
2: Uh, the Rock.
1: Like he is, but I just couldn't see him sexually like because he's just I just think of him as a dad with his family like you're just like he's a 10 out of 10 but he's a
0: little too beefy
1: (laughs) I I would disagree like I'm fine with that but Uh,
2: yeah I'm with you on that one okay Janelle Monet I don't know yeah I don't know I mean she was in Knives Out did you see that? Yeah, she's a musician too. Yeah. Okay. Let's pass on her because she's been in a lot of indie stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Tom Hiddleston, who's Loki in the event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yes. uh, Miles Teller, who is in the new um, Top Gun. Top Gun.
0: He was in the drum movie a few years ago too. I can't remember what it was called, but he was a drummer. Miles plays the drum. <laughs> All right. Pass. It, I'm
3: gonna say yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so she played saying, yeah. like this, not like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: okay, well then. <laughs>
2: okay, uh second chance romance.
1: Yeah, I'm into it.
2: Uh and final one, Kristen Stewart, who's Bella in Twilight.
3: Yeah,
1: I found it kind of <laughs> annoying, but like, yeah, now, now she goes all right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: removed from <laughs> Bella. She's much better, right? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Bella
2: is a, again a whiny little bitch. I'm just yeah. like every character oh, I don't like. That's typically.
1: Her now. Like. You just make a match made in heaven. Oh <laughs> my God.
2: They would cry after sex every single time. <laughs> oh my
0: God.
2: <laughs> I ship it.
0: It would be perfect.
2: God. They would never get anything done. <laughs> okay. So. Thank you so much for playing along with us on that. That's one of our favorite things to do. So besides Imaginarium Book Festival, which for our listeners is coming up in Washington, D.C. on May 20th and 21st, what other events or festivals do you have going on this year?
1: Yeah, um, I have a little bit actually going this year, which is super exciting. Um, COVID kind of blocked a lot of that. So this is the first year that I'm going back out on sign which I love. So we have Rare in Melbourne, which is... April the 21st. I
2: would die to go to that. Yeah. Oh my
1: gosh. I'm so excited. There's so many great authors going to like, I, I have this problem when I'm at signings because I'm always like jacked up on lollies and coffee and just, I want to be around friend. So I'll often have whoever's my assistant call me. And they're like, there are people here at your table. we are like, yeah, but I'm talking to everyone. And I'm having heaps of fun. So I'm an irresponsible author at those signings, but um I have Rare and then I'm going to a Polycon as well. So oh, yeah. That- who That's is awesome. in Washington DC I'm so excited if you can I, tell
2: Jennifer Armentrout we'd like media credentials to that we've tried and tried and tried oh um God. we're gonna we're gonna get in there at some I'm point yeah.
1: yeah I will I'll um I'll just slinky over to her table and just be like wait by the way here's the card um but yeah I'm stoked about that one I was really I'm a huge manifester so I manifested that Mm -hmm. one um but then I have Imaginarium um, which I'm super excited about as well and then only about a week after that I come back to Australia then so I'll be in the states for about a month and then I'll come back in June the first weekend of June is babe um in Sydney as well so that's exciting
2: Wow, you have a really yeah, exciting awesome. couple of months. Scott. Yeah. yeah.
1: You can't see the bags right now from like organizing
3: <laughs> all of this. That's exciting.
2: That's okay. We have that Zoom filter on that says like touch up,
3: right? Like you- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How can we best support your work? Yeah, um
1: honestly like if if you read a book, definitely let me know. Like those um, emails and messages mean a lot to me. Um I don't know, you probably get a lot of authors say that on here, but we're sensitive creatures, so it does make our day and we have our days where we're like, do I really write good books or is this just for me? So when we get those messages or I can say for myself, that honestly makes my day. And then, yeah, if I can make friends through it, even better. So, yeah, uh, pick up a book and, yeah, or even just follow me on whether it's social media or following into my Facebook group, which is called Kaya's Token Readers, That'd be amazing as well because I just like connecting with people. So,
3: I, I want to point out too what what you said mm-hmm. is perfect because it really bothers me when people attack authors personally when they don't like what they read. It's so yeah. it's so ridiculous to me. Like, y'all are people too. It's mm-hmm. you know I think people forget that that they put you on a pedestal and you're just you have feelings just like everybody else it just bothers yeah. me when people have to try to attack you personally on goodreads or whatever anyway, yeah that's that's my little soapbox well, <laughs> well and not
2: not every not every book's going to be for every exactly. person and that's okay but just move right along exactly. right you Nobody's don't need to be a jerk about it anymore of that,
1: yeah so I have um do we have I have a I have a story to tell do we have Please, two Yes. Okay. awesome so I actually got trolled really badly so when I was in, when I was living in Edinburgh, and I just like, I like to tell this story just to, for perhaps people to understand that we are still people, and so, when I was like walking to work, I went over there to be a bar wench, best years of my life, and I looked at my phone, and I had had hundreds and thousands of. Goodreads trolls just smashed me one list through my entire thing just telling me how I was the worst author I was the worst writer I was this and I was that and I got to work and I just burst out into tears and I don't cry too often and so it really you do have to grow a thick skin being in this role like there's a difference between understanding that your book is not necessarily for everyone and then having that kind of attack from people that you can't even defend yourself from. And so it actually really um, messed with me. It took me about a year and a half. I didn't really write after that. It really stunted me for a while because it was it was really terrible and I thought I was a pretty tough person. And so I can understand how some people take it so personally as well. Sorry, I <laughs> don't Uh-uh, see ya. She's a Kavoodle. She looks like a teddy bear, but if somebody walks yeah. past, she thinks she's like this beast (laughs) we
2: get a we get a pet on every episode
1: (laughs) just like jumping in but yeah so and I like to use that example too because in that in hindsight that was great for personal personal development for me because I'm like you know what if I do want to be Lee Bardugo if I do want to be Sarah J Mass, I have to really get used to that kind of feedback and even um, putting yourself on TikTok I've had you know similar comments and you kind of have to learn to not take it personally so at that time I wasn't I wasn't prepared for it but I feel like I'm better prepared for it now and it's unfortunate that you have to have that kind of mental preparation for that but it is the nature of the beast as well so also
2: if you're listening to this just because you say you need a thicker skin does not mean that readers are allowed to be assholes so just don't do it (laughs) be kind to our authors because I mean Authors are what keep the three of us going. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, I mean, we would, I don't know what the fuck I would do with my time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I read and podcasts, That's it.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sometimes I say hi to my children.
1: <laughs> it's so <laughs> I'm so sorry about my dog. Oh, don't no, apologize. I- it's fine.
3: <laughs> so, you talked a little bit about your Facebook page, and then we know you're on Instagram. Is there anywhere else online we can find you?
1: Yeah. You find me everywhere. I'm just, I'm such a peacock. So um <laughs> I am on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, though. I don't really use Twitter. Um, TikTok, I love. I go through phases. I love creating a whole content, and then life gets busy and then I don't have time, which is that time now. But I do love TikTok. It's fun. And yeah, Facebook group, my website, newsletter. Um, I have a YouTube channel podcast as well. So I have a Every two weeks, a new author that comes on there and sort of just explores their journey a little bit. Um, And yeah, just reach out anywhere.
0: Tell us the name of your YouTube channel one more time, please.
1: So you can either look up my name, Colin Russell, or Bound by Books as
3: well.
2: I can't wait to listen. That's exciting.
3: Your (laughs) final question, and this is something that we do every week on our podcast, we all discuss what was the nerdiest thing of our week? So what's something that happened that was nerdy? So we'll give you a little, we'll give you a little more time span. So maybe a month or so, uh, what's like lately the nerdiest thing that you've done or experienced?
1: Yeah. Um, do you know, it was only yesterday actually, I, okay. Bringing up the alcoholism again. Um,
0: (laughs) no, we're already best friends with you because of this. So don't worry about it. Yes. We're I'm already planning our dinner date in May.
1: So the schedule, I'll be there. um my partner and I yesterday, we were like, you know what, it was Sunday. We're like, let's let's see where the day takes us. And where it took us was at a kids arcade called Time Zone in Australia at 10 a.m. ordering a drink. Um and I'm like, it's I don't know if you guys have that rule there, where you kind of like, oh, it's only ten a.m. Should we be drinking in public? Well,
2: that's why you put it in orange juice, and then it's okay. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> that's where I went wrong. But what made it worse was there there was a kids party next to us, and I was like, we may we may have sinned here a little bit. But then (laughs) after that we had um we had great time for about two hours in the arcade. So yeah, that was the recent nerdiest thing. Is just yeah, being big kids with with juice (laughs) next to a kids party. Anyway, yeah,
0: that honestly sounds super fun. Like go to an arcade and have a drink and have so much fun. fun.
1: I have such a like pointless skill set. You know how you have your hoops. I'm so good at that. Like I just, I'm good. I'm with my own good boyfriend. I can win my own Teddy and that's just so satisfying.
0: <laughs> nice. yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Kaya. It's been awesome to talk to you and I'm serious about the dinner date Let's at Imaginarian. We're, we're yeah. making that happen.
2: <laughs> Let's Send do us it. us what I'm- your favorite food is so we can find
1: somewhere cool oh my gosh <laughs>
0: like, that's
2: I'll, how we are all of too. It, yeah we'll eat anything so
1: Literally, i'm like that is the one question you can't ask me you can ask me plot you can ask me what food i will eat everything so everything
0: we'll find somewhere we'll good find
1: some yes i'm excited thank you yeah
0: thank you so much kaya it's been great to talk to you
1: yeah it's have a great so much. day at work. Yeah, have yeah. a good day thank you you too guys bye, bye.